on March 16, 2018, the teachers of North Carolina marched the streets of downtown Raleigh in protest of a host of unfair working conditions. Dressed in red for education, the teachers marched for a variety of issues. To begin with, according to NPR, North Carolina ranks 39th in the country for education, and the average salary of a teacher is $51,214. For comparison, that's about $10,000 less than the national average, and many new teachers make much less than that. Additionally, schools in NC lack funding, supplies, new textbooks, up-to-date buildings, deal with overcrowding, and many other issues. And these are no small issues. They are fundamental to the North Carolina public education system. Many public school systems were closed in honor of the march, since so many teachers took time off to come to the rally. Here's one crucial fact about the event. It was a march and a rally, not a strike. The teachers who attended took time off allotted to them by the school system. The teachers who marched were there for change, not only for themselves, but for their students too. How can we expect our students the future of our state, to flourish without good teachers. This is why I took to the streets to see what the teachers had to say. They were all from across North Carolina and discussed a variety of issues, but all had one thing in common, the want for change. Good morning. I am Laureen Vines and I'm from Durham Public Schools. This is my 35th year in education and I'm here because I was highly upset when someone called me a thug for wanting to be paid properly. Um, I'm not a robber, I'm highly qualified and I have two master's degrees. So I do this because I love teaching. Hi, I'm Kayla Perry. I am a teacher at Pleasant Union Elementary. We're here to support education. It's not just about teachers, it's about our students. It's about funding our students. It's about putting North Carolina first. It's time for North Carolina teachers to get some respect. My name is Emily Stout and I teach high school social studies for Wake County Public Schools. And I am here because uh, North Carolina uh, ranks super low in per pupil funding and I want to see more per pupil funding uh, for my students so they can have the supplies that they deserve and require to learn. Hi, my name is Sandy Gray and I am here today to support teachers and kids in schools. We do not um, have enough money for funding in the schools for materials, the buildings, etc. Um, we have major, teachers are not paid enough to begin with. We have major um, discipline issues in schools that now with the bullying and stuff that things are not being done. Administration's hands are tied. And one thing I would love to have seen a lot more administrators out here to support the teachers saying that they need to be here. My name is Anna Ramey. I'm an art teacher at Southside High School in Beaufort County. And I'm here today because I get very little funds for my art students. Um, it's a struggle to teach them basic things. Um, I ran out of black construction paper in January and was told they couldn't afford to buy me anymore. Um, I was trying to do um, drip paintings with one of my art classes and I was out of paint so I looked way back in the closet and found some old wall paint and one of them was um, dated May 30th 1996 which is older than the school and four years older than my oldest students so that has to stop 
and I don't make enough money to continue to buy supplies for them. I have to eat and feed my child, and <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's a struggle and it needs to change. I'm Danielle Lynch, I'm CMS teacher, and I teach kindergarten, and I'm here to stand up for more funding for our students, funding um, to fix our schools. They're infested with rats and roaches, as we both know, as we all know, and they need, it's more than just teacher pay. Hi, I'm Taylor Myers. I'm a public school teacher in Warren County, North Carolina. I'm here today because I want every child, regardless of their zip code, to receive an equitable education. And I think this really shows the power when teachers come together, what we're able to achieve in our classroom, but also at the state capitol. So we're here today hoping that we're able to get more pure pupil funding, hoping that we're able to raise teacher pay, and hoping that we're able to make sure every child has a strong, equitable education in a safe and welcoming environment. My mom worked for the Wake County Public School System for a few years. I witnessed firsthand from her the difficulty of being a good teacher. Teachers are put to work with little resources and many kids and are expected to work magic. They are expected to have all of their students on grade level when in reality not all students will be. They are expected to work eight hours a day in the classroom and then put in more time at home. And on top of all this, they are paid barely a living wage when many of them have master's degrees. I implore you to listen to your teachers. They are the reason that you are what you are today. If I hadn't been introduced to geology in fourth grade, I may have never developed a passion for my now major. You can make a difference. Remember your teachers this November. This has been Marissa Jordan for Eye on the Triangle. Hello, you're listening to 88.1 WKNC HD1 Raleigh. My name's Marissa Jordan, and I'm here with Laura Werner today of Moms Demand Action to talk about the organization, what they do, and how they are causing change in North Carolina. Okay. So could you please introduce yourself and your position at Moms Demand Action? Okay, hi, I'm Laura Werner and I'm the Raleigh lead for Moms Demand Action. Awesome, okay, so for the people that may not know, what exactly is Moms Demand Action? So thanks for asking. Yes, Moms Demand Action is a national grassroots organization that, uh, whose main mission, I usually say in one sentence, is to reduce deaths by gun violence. And so we always quickly say as well that we are pro-Second Amendment, we support the Second Amendment, but we know that uh, we can do a lot better with our gun laws. We support common sense gun laws, we support universal background checks, and we are the, um, the feet on the ground for every town, if you've heard of every town for gun safety in America. Uh, uh, they do other things besides the Moms Demand Action part. They are also the research arm and the advocacy arm with, um, like in Washington, D.C., for our issues. And the last thing I'll say about who we are is the name, although it says moms, is actually um, all men and women that care about this issue. And the name uh, started by, was sort of came out of the um, Moms Against Drunk Driving movement. It was just sort of a play on that, that when moms get fired up about their kids' safety, they demand action. They get fired up and they try to protect their kids. So we have men in our group as well, and unmarried people, and lots of college students, and we actually just started Students Demand Action um, as well. So we're trying to get a Students Demand Action uh, group on every campus in North Carolina, actually nationwide. 
Awesome. That is a great clarification because I, I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so why did you join the organization? And obviously you said you're the lead, so you got very involved. So why? What spurred you to action? What spurred me to action? Um, great question. So um, I have two teenagers. I'm a teacher as well. And um, when my kids were about five and seven, the Virginia Tech shooting happened. And that really scared me to think that my kids could be, um, when they get older or at any point, could be at college and have an active shooter just come into their lives. And all of a sudden, I have, you know, a I have a child who's no longer with me, and that just frightened me to the core. And then the movie, you know, Aurora, um, Colorado happened with the shooting at the movie theater. And um, again, this kept bothering me, and I kept, like, Googling how to get involved. And I found the Brady campaign, and I used to donate to them, but it wasn't until, for me, it was the Charleston shooting that really rocked my world. I was like, I can't just stand on the sidelines anymore. I have to get active because I just can't believe that Dylan Roof went in there with uh, a a Glock and waited for 45 minutes while those nine beautiful Christian folks were preaching to him, thinking that they were, you know, showing him the Lord and trying to welcome them into their, into their prayer group. And then he just, you know, put 72 bullets into them just out of hate. Like that to me was just the cruelest thing in the world. And so I got off sidelines and I was like, I can find time in my day to make this a priority. And I started volunteering and then now I'm the Raleigh leader. That part is kind of a blur because it <laughs> happened really fast. But um, once you kind of get involved in, uh, at least for me, I just cared so much about the issue. I just kept saying yes and trying to get more, make more things happen because we do get things done. That's great to hear because I'm, um, I mean, that's kind of why I'm trying to get more involved too. I'm trying to bring more uh, light to these issues because, you know, I have a platform that maybe other people don't have. Okay. And like, um, I have a brother who's 11. So me and my sister are done with high school, but he still, you know, has all that time to go through. So I also worry about him in like the same way, like an older sister way. Sure. (laughs) And now the issue is so much more frightening than it was Mm -hmm pre-Parkland because our own president is talking about arming teachers K-12 and not even just talking about guns on college campuses, which is something that our state legislature has talked about. And maybe you'll come to that question in a Mm -hmm. little bit. But our, you know, it's a shame that our students, you know, your brother and younger are, you know, lockdown drills are becoming, um, like we're treating them like a natural disaster, like a tornado drill or you know, earthquakes or something, it's, oh, we better prepare for an active shooter. And we're actually normalizing that, mm-hmm. I think. And that's, and our kids are growing up, our, our siblings are growing up that way, that this, oh, this, instead of doing something on the other end of it, where let's try to keep guns out of the hands of dangerous people, we're just normalizing the fact that they might come on our campus and we need to hide. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's a frightening way to live. I totally agree. So I guess a good segue into my next question is, do you think our senators in North Carolina are doing everything they can to protect our people, especially our kids. So I looked up, uh, I think you guys had on your website like a, a link to wh- which senators voted pro and like against guns, and our senators, Tom Tillis and Richard Burr, do not vote for gun reform. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's true. They um, are number two and number four of the highest they receive the most money nationwide from the nra lobby and so um understandably so Mm -hmm. they're going to vote in line with what the nra uh lobby wants them to vote for and that's not to say that 
you know, NRA members themselves is, um, that we're picking necessarily. If you're an NRA member, that's fine. That's not who we have our beef against, so to speak. It's the, the money that the NRA is filtering to our politicians, um, trying to ensure that they vote in a way that endangers us. And we, they have a, they have an A rating from the NRA, and so they're not putting our children's uh, safety in our in our opinion. They're not putting that first. Mm-hmm. So we want them. We have a campaign called "Vote Them Out." We want to vote out candidates that accept that NRA money and replace them with candidates who understand that common sense gun laws is the safest way for our country to be. Could not agree more. Okay. Another thing I noticed on you guys' website that is that you guys have been pretty successful this past year. Um, you have lots of victories, I noticed, and some of those laws were quite uh, astounding. <laughs> there was like one, um, I don't remember what state, but they wanted to have guns on campus, and you guys like really went against that and like voted that, or helped vote that down. Um, yes. So... On that note, what do you think needs to happen for permanent change? Because obviously, you know, little victories help, but, you know, it's it's a long road. <laughs> it is a long road. That's um, very perceptive of you. We have a saying in our organization, which, by the way, there's five million of us nationwide. Wow. So there's a lot of us. <laughs> yes. And we are the largest group that's going counter mm-hmm. to the NRA lobby at the moment. Um, but we would say that um, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And mm-hmm. we... We have to dig deep to know that, um, you know, we are making a difference. And just in, can I talk about North Carolina? Yeah, go for it. Like anything I can edit out. So, okay. So um, what needs to happen is that our country actually kind of needs to change its perception um, and its understanding of how um, we have way more guns than any other country in the world. And so if more guns actually made us safer, we'd be the safest country in the world. And instead, um, Americans are 26 times more likely to be killed by a gun. And that could be homicide, suicide, or accidental shooting. So I know, I understand that when you feel like maybe you're going to be robbed or your your spouse might need a gun in safety for when you're traveling and you buy them a gun, it actually um, increases the risk of um, shootings the more guns there are especially the ones that are unsecured in the home. So um, we think that, um, you know, we have a whole platform of things we should do, but we need to keep guns out of the hands of dangerous people. And right now in certain states, you can, um, you know, domestic abusers can get guns and people with mental illnesses can get guns. And some states, uh, you don't even have to have um, a permit to get a gun. And and that doesn't make sense to us. We think. Like just in the state of North Carolina, as far as campus carry goes, I'll tell you that last year, our state legislature introduced that bill that we they would allow guns on college campuses, and we show up. So mm-hmm. you're asking what we do? We wear our red shirts, <laughs> and we come to the state legislature, and we show up to whenever they're discussing. We've been to committee meetings, and we go to votes, and we uh, we try to make it um, very undesirable for politicians to pass that bill through. Um, but the state of Georgia, just for example, last summer passed that law. So mm-hmm. state by state, these laws are going through. And um, when they're unchecked, um, they're much easier to get passed. Uh, so we, because we can't get any federal laws really passed right now, what we're doing is going state by state. And that's um, every state. Like I'm the Raleigh lead, but we mm-hmm. have a North Carolina chapter lead. We have we went from eight groups before Parkland. Now we now have 26 groups in our state, local groups. So a lot of our more conservative towns like um, Concord and uh, Salisbury and um, 
Sanford. There's there's towns all over the state where there might might be more conservative groups or might think they're more conservative in nature with the gun laws um, are saying, you know, enough is enough, just like I was saying, and getting off the sidelines and making this issue something that they're going to bring to the voting booth. I couldn't agree more. I mean, attacking it state by state seems like the best plan. Yes. Um, I've noticed, uh, this kind of leads me on to the next question, that a lot has changed since Parkland. And I think you've mentioned that a few times, mm-hmm. too. Um, I personally feel like they might be the catalyst for like the, n- the big change. What do you think about oh, that? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's really great to see how articulate these teens were um, so quickly after the shooting and how the teens across the country. I mean, we had 800 March for Our Lives mm-hmm. nationwide. There were people outside of America having March mm-hmm. for Our Lives on, on March 24th. So that's beautiful to see. And they definitely are the catalyst, which is why we've sort of changed our strategy as an organization and started Students Demand Action. And we are supporting their drive, beca- their drive to change gun laws in our country. And we are, um, empowering them and making it our mission to um, amplify their voice um, any way that we can. Um, And they've been really successful. So we plan to do that. And for anybody that's listening that wants to find out more about Students Demand Action, if you go to everytown.org slash students demand, you can see, um, I think they're up to, I mean, they're just building the website since Parkland. I think they're up to eight different ways you can help out as a student. And most importantly, you can join a group or make your own group. Um, so that you can be one of these kids whose voices are going to change our country. So we, we have a lot of faith in you students out there. And I can put that link up on our blog for, for anyone Thank who's you. listening. Um, yes, I when I went to the March for Our Lives, I was just astounded just by, you know, everyday teenagers who are out there. Um, there were kids as young as like eight or nine, you know, who are who were out there, who were informed, who were trying to make a difference, you they know? Are informed. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I keep saying, like, I was not like that as a child. Like, I, I could never have expected myself to be like that. So I'm just, I mean, it's sad that they have to, but I'm so proud of them. Yes, it is sad when you see a sign that says, like, choose me over your, you know, your AR-15 or something, like, that's just, or I want to be safe in my schools. Just the fact that they're thinking about that mm-hmm. breaks my heart. Um, but the, the girl who organized this uh, march, I'm going to give a shout out to her. Um, there were two organizers, but uh, Lauren Smith, who I've been working closely with, she's 15. Wow. <laughs> like, she's young. And she's so articulate. And she is so accomplished in what she was able to do. And she's just driven. And there's a huge following of kids um, that, are, that are working with her right now. Um, on the 29th, Sanderson, do you know about the Sanderson High School uh, Town Hall on the 29th? No, I haven't heard about okay, that. that's another link you can put on there. Um, they've been planning that for about six weeks now. They have a bunch of politicians coming. Um, the director of security for Wake County Public Schools. Um, and I'm not sure at the college level, if you look at the link, who, who might be coming there. But they have some, spe- some speakers there um, to talk about. It's a town hall about gun violence uh, at Sanderson High School. And I know that we would love to have some some NC Staters there as well. Yes, that's, uh, that's great to know about. Thank you. Um, I guess I'm not quite as in touch with the, the <laughs> younger people as I thought I was. <laughs> um, I guess a good segue since we're talking about NC State is um, I just wrote talk about college campus protection because like obviously sure. for our listeners that's going to be probably a big deal since a lot of them are NC State students. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like I mentioned earlier I was not aware 
uh, that many states are trying to pass laws so that people can carry guns on campus. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't care if people have guns personally, but I really would not want one on my campus because, you know, there's so much that could go wrong. Yeah. There. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. That's why we say that we stand for common sense gun laws, because to us, it's like, really? You think that's a good idea? Um, so, yeah, every town and Moms Ban Action and Students Ban Action, we are very much against uh, guns on college campuses, because when you think about it, you're bringing um, a, a lethal weapon into the mix of where there's alcohol and drugs and um, there's mental illness. We know that suicides, I mean, that's the peak of the age where suicides mm-hmm. occur, which is between like the age of 16 and and 24, I believe, and um, there's 94 people a day that are killed with guns in our country, 33,000 a year, and um, two-thirds of those are suicides. Mm-hmm. So having an access to a gun, easy access to a gun on a college campus um, at that time in their life is is traumatic and, and not going to be uh, our mission of, of uh, you know, reducing gun- deaths by gun violence. But you also have rivalries, you have boyfriend-girlfriend breakups, you have competition, you have stress. I mean, there's so many, um, so many triggers for um, all types of shootings that a college campus is just not the place for that. And I just want to also clarify that when we say guns on campus, that would, if it did ever pass in North Carolina, it would be not just for students, but for teachers as well. Um, and th- in a classroom, that's a little intimidating, right? So you might be teaching as a professor and not know whether your, te- your student that you just gave a D on a paper to is, is really out to get revenge. I mean, you really don't know, and so that's a little scary. Um, and the law would also only pertain to public colleges and universities. So like if you're at Duke or you're at Davidson or, or private school, those schools still would maintain the right to make those decisions um, about, you know, carrying on the campuses on their own. Thank you. That's really good. You know, we got to stay informed. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So what do you want our listeners to take away from this interview? Wow. Um, I know that's broad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say that a couple things I'd want them to take away. One is um, that I want to really encourage you to um, educate yourself on this issue. And you can go to everytown.org or everytownresearch.org and you can click on basically any any um, flavor, so to speak, of gun violence, whether it has to do with um, you know how, how much more frequent gun violence is with, uh, to women or with African-Americans or um, you know, children, any, any of those different areas um, or school shooting data, our stand on any of those issues, educate yourself on that. And then um, we like to say use your two V's to get off the sidelines and make a difference. Use your voice. So tell, have when you're having conversations over lunch or <laughs> um, with your friends, talk about these issues and, and share the facts that you've learned and then your vote. So you all are really, uh, we're looking for your votes. We need your votes to uh, vote out those politicians. You know, do your research and find out which ones um, are voting for looser gun laws and not stronger ones, um, and then vote accordingly. We, uh, again, we are not trying to take people's guns away. That's kind of a misconception, and we are not against the Second Amendment. We just think that there can be a happy place in the middle there where 
we just keep uh, we can have laws that keep guns out of the hands of dangerous people mm -hmm. I couldn't agree more and so you're talking about voting um, that's something we really strongly stress on our show oh, great. Um, will that be November 6th this coming year absolutely it will and um, the primaries just happened on mm -hmm. May 16th as you know so a lot of those oh this is a great thing I should share with you a lot of um, well, we, we've been really busy sending what's called a gun sense a candidate of distinction questionnaire to all of our local politicians and said, hi, we're Moms of in Action. Will you fill this out and let us know how you stand on gun violence? And they fill it out, and it's been going up to uh, our corporate or our head office in, in New York to be looked at. And if they get approved, they're getting this logo that's on all of their websites. It's the Gun Sense Candidate Distinction logo. And if you uh, voted in the primaries, almost every, I mean, I did, I saw lots of handouts that had our logo on the front. I was like, way to go. That's awesome. So, um, you know, just thinking of politicians, there's a lot of them in, in the race right now that, uh, that have that. So if they go on the website, they can see exactly which politicians have that distinction. It's really important for me to stress, which I haven't yet, we are nonpartisan. Um, we support any candidate, Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, any candidate who supports common sense gun laws. So go ahead and look at those websites, see who has the distinction. And if they don't, call them out on it. And you can write them an email and be like, where do you stand on arming teachers in our school? Or where do you stand about... Um, closing gun show loop loopholes because there's still like something like 15 states where you can buy a gun at a loop at a you can buy a gun at a gun show without a background check and that doesn't make sense to us either okay and I guess this is I think you may have already kind of said this but how can people get involved if anyone's listening and they're like wow this like inspires me yes wow we would love to have you um, so there's a couple ways you can get involved you can text students to 64433 if you want to join Students Demand Action um, or you can go to um, like I said that everytown.org slash students demand and start or join a, a, a group um, at your school that would be the best way for students to get involved um, the Raleigh meeting is the third Thursday of every month um, which I'll be leading um, and that is going to be on well, we're having a meeting. The next one would be June 18th, 7 p.m. at Pullen Memorial Baptist Church. And uh, you can come to that or you can come to on June 10th to a new member meetup, which is at Cameron Village Library on the second floor. That's just for people that are like, huh, I don't really think I want to come to a meeting, but I just want to learn a little bit more about this group. Um, you can come and hear a quick presentation about sort of similar to what I've done today about who we are and all the different ways that someone can volunteer. Um, and you can check out our website and sign up directly at momsdemandaction.org as well. So lots of different ways. And it's again, it's really important to, for you to know that whether you're a mom, a dad, a single a student, any age, you're welcome to join. We'd love to have you. Awesome. Okay. Um, I always end my interview with this. Is there anything I forgot? Anything else you'd like to <laughs> add? Um, anything else you'd like to add? Um, I would just underscore that the students are, like what you said, are the wave of, this, of the future. So we really need y'all to act. And um, it can feel funny. Like, you know, here I am uh, being interviewed for this. But like there was a time when I first started that I didn't even want to wear a pin because I was like, oh, I might offend somebody or somebody might not agree with me. 
um, and maybe they're going to think I'm this activist lady. Um, but I would say that if you in your heart know that, that this is wrong, what's going on in our country, and you, you really, it really bothers you, then just take that step a little outside your comfort zone, be bold, and, and say how you feel and try to coordinate with other people that like-minded and, and make things happen, because we need you. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming today. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Thank you all for listening. This has been Marissa Jordan for Eye on the Triangle.